we are going to talk about Easter this morning. Why would we talk about Easter at Christmas time? Now, it might seem strange that we even mention Easter. Is it on? You, you catching me? This, this one's on, but there you go. hear me now? <laughs> Sounds like a commercial, doesn't it? Why, why would we even mention? Why would we even mention? Luke 24 and verse 12 is kind of a springboard, if you will. Turn there with me. Luke 24 and verse 12. Now we're, now we're talking about uh, the, the resurrection and, and we're talking about the empty tomb. And, and we notice something here about Peter. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Now just, just a uh, kind of a sideline from here or whatever okay you, you notice in, in some of the other gospels it says that John beat him there okay that, that was kind of a uh, put it in there for all scripture for all time um, I beat you to the tomb but bending over he saw the stripes of, of linen lying by themselves And he went away, wandering to himself. What had happened? Father, as we come to you this morning, we just ask you to, to, to guide my words. That I can deliver your message to your people. Father, as we, as we celebrate your birth, let us keep the whole picture. Let us keep the whole picture in the forefront of our minds. <clears throat> Guide and watch over us. In Jesus' name, amen. Sarah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Genesis 3.15 because that, I'm going to take you right back to Genesis 3.15, okay? And, and remember, okay, uh, let us remember the promise that was made. Okay? A promise was made that what? 
that a Messiah is coming. Now I want, you, I want you to pick up something here. Pick up on something here. It was God, okay, it was God who put enmity between him and the serpent. God himself did that. Why did God himself do that? Because God does not, will not, and cannot tolerate sin. We don't, we don't understand sometimes, okay, how sinful we really are. We just say, well, I've done bad. Okay. But we always have that finger pointing to somebody else. Well, they've done worse. Okay. Sin is sin in God's eyes. And it's not tolerated. Period. End of story. That's why he, he himself put enmity. Let that sink in for us. And we say, well, isn't he a loving God? He is absolutely a loving God. That's why he cast him out of the garden. Why did he do that? He cast him out of the garden lest they would go and eat of the tree of eternal life. And then what? And sin would be forevermore. Sometimes we just don't grasp the purpose of, of, of God and, and the way he, he things that He does and how He does it. And, and we're so quick to look at it from a personal standpoint vice a biblical standpoint. God cast them out of the garden lest they would eat of the tree of eternal life then there would be no hope. Now, let's go to Israel. The second point this morning. Let's go to Israel. Israel, as a nation, was looking for the, for, for the king to save the day. Never mind the fact, okay, never, never mind the fact Okay, that their sin had placed them where, where they were at. And so does our sin, by the way, places exactly where we're at. We want the best. God, how come you're not giving me the best? Well, have we dealt with the sin in our life? Sounds like us today, doesn't it? Now, whether it was Babylonian or the Babylonians or whether it was the Romans, Israel was looking for an earthly king to solve a spiritual problem. 
And by the way, let's not get down on the, on these guys. We do too. More often than not, the last place we look is to our Heavenly Father. That's the last place that a lot of us look. Oh, by the way, uh, what does Scripture have to say? No, that should be the first thing. That should be the first thing. Every time. Not just when we're in deep trouble, but every time. How are you doing so far on that? I know I got a lot of work to do. I know I got a lot of work to do. And then we have the Gentile world. Now the Gentile world just doesn't care. They don't care. As long as you don't upset the apple cart. Acts 17, um, verses 16 through um, 34, talks about, um, remember the story on Mars Hill? Remember the story okay, from, from uh, when Paul was visiting Mars Hill? And he said, oh look, you've even put a plaque up there to an unknown God. And it smacks of today with our uh, religiosity and, and our inclusiveness. And as long as everybody can get along, we'll tolerate. We live in the same thing, same world today. As long as everybody's included... You're good to go. But if you take a stand for Scripture, then you're making waves. Now, as we kind of look back at these folks, okay, let's look at today, and we're going to find that the more things change, the more they stay the same. We live in the same world. We're looking for anyone and everything except Jesus. And when we do acknowledge Jesus... Okay? We want to keep him in the manger. Not. Not on the throne of our hearts. Let's go back to Luke. 
24. Verse 12. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the stripes of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Do we wonder what has happened? What does Christmas have to do with Easter? Well, let's recap here real quick. Okay? A Messiah was promised in the garden. Okay? Fulfilled prophecies throughout Scripture. Okay? Now, now remember... Okay. For, for, for one man to just fulfill eight of them, okay, that was 10 to the 17th power. Okay. Jesus fulfilled hundreds. Now, now let's talk a, a, a little bit about Jesus' life. Who was... Jesus' birth announced to? Anybody? Lowest of the low. Okay. It was the shepherd. Okay. And you talk about modern day discrimination. Okay. Discrimination has been going on forever. Okay. The lowest of the low. That's a good term. I like the way you put that. Okay. They, were, they were the dregs of society. Why do you think he went there? I don't know about you, okay, but I can find solace in that. Okay, I, I can think, look, if you went to the shepherds, okay, Dan's included. Dan's included. Because I'm no better than a shepherd boy. <laughs> In fact, some would say, look, just, just being the sailor that I am is a little less than, than, than the shepherds. But hey, that's the discussion for a different time. But there was no fanfare. There's no fanfare. He came and, and it was announced to the shepherds. How many times now, how many times did Jesus tell his disciples, okay, that inner circle that he had, how many times did he tell them what was going to happen? <laughs> just everywhere we've turned and, and you know in Project 36 we, we've mentioned this over and at least the guys have over and over again how thick are these guys well let's bring it up to, to a little bit modern times how thick are we at times 
It's right there in Scripture. And we just, either we refuse to, or we just, we're just... So let's not get down on the disciples too much. Jesus was betrayed. He was crucified. He was buried. And he rose again. That's the gospel. Boom. Right there. Okay. Paul alludes to that in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15. Now here's Peter goes away wandering. It's like, oh. How many of us Go away wondering sometimes. Look, everything we need to know for, uh, about life is right here. It's right here. And yet, we go away wondering and scratching our heads. And yet, I find myself being so thick, it's like, uh, I'm like Peter. Well, What's going on? And I walk away wondering. I don't have to. I don't have to. We don't have to go away wandering. Okay? Notice this. Christ's birth was fulfilled. The promise was there. I've sent, I've sent your Messiah to you. That's what Christmas is all about. <coughs> Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is a historical fact. So what is our response this morning? What do we do with this? The question we have before us is, will we keep the baby in the manger? Or, Power off. or, will you accept the risen Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, there are times where this man struggles. Struggles with his faith. Struggles, do I really believe this stuff?
And every time that struggle is there, every time I come back to the realization, okay, that God is who He says He is, He's provided a Savior for me. And He's provided a Savior for you. And all I have to do is say yes. So let me ask those questions again. Will you keep the baby in the manger? And let me change this one a little bit. Have you? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is he on the throne of your heart today? That's why he came. That's why he came. Let's pray.